Welcome back to Sports Rewind. I'm Paul Salerno, and today I'm here with Matteo Lippmann and Matthew Masterangelo. We're Guys, slowly, how's it going? We're slowly grouping back. And, um, yep, Sports Rewind 17. We made it to 17. You know, not that big of a number, but it's still kind of crazy. Um, so today we're going to be going over, you know, a lot of top fives in NBA and MLB, you know, our opinions on um, this Great sports history. Time at current, you know. Yeah and some current in the MLB. And so, yeah, we're going to do the NFL um, one of this uh, soon, maybe either next week or the week after. And we're trying to get people, you know, on. So if you love talking about sports, know a lot about sports, or you know someone who maybe plays professional sports or played in college or something like that, give them a shout, you know, see if they would love to do this because we're looking to interview some people. And um, real quick, uh, before we start, I just want to give a big happy birthday to Mateo Lippmann. Happy Thank birthday. Your very own Mateo yes. Lippmann. Happy birthday, Mateo. Thank and you. So, and, you know, happy birthday, Mateo. All right. So before we get into this top five. Uh, oh, and also this, a quick announcement. We have a Twitter now. Yes. Go follow us on Twitter. It is Sports, Sports Rewind, Rewind Pod. Pod. Yes, and Sports we're there. Pod. So if you know someone, you know. Tweet us or DM us on Instagram, and we'll respond. All right. So, um, quick free agency more. Xavier Rhodes just signed to a one-year deal with the Colts. Um, you know, Xavier Rhodes uh, used to be a very solid corner. Uh, he didn't have a great season. Yeah, and then he got cut, I think, which is surprising yeah. to me, but he got cut. Yeah, and so he's on the Colts now. And then another XFL player, Jaron Jones, uh, is going to head the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. So, you know, maybe we're going to start to see that fold into maybe a minor league of the NFL. Who knows? And, I, mean, yeah. I think that's what they were hoping for with the XFL, to be honest. Like, it's kind of what the A – what was that one? The AAF or AFL? Something Whatever. like that, yeah. <laughs> and that's just, they kind of tried to do that, but they collapsed. And there will never be a greater league for football than the NFL. But – they, yeah. That could happen. All right. So let's hop into this top five. We're going to start off. Uh, actually, this is top 10 players right now. Me and Mateo's opinions on who are the top 10 best players in the NBA all time. Uh, Mateo, how about you start us off? All right. So this is kind of a top 11 because I have a tie for sixth. So oh, 10, we're going, 10, we're going Steph Curry. Then we're going to go Magic Johnson at nine. Larry Bird at eight. Tim Duncan at seven. That six is where I have my tie. I have Shaq and Wilt Chamberlain because I couldn't choose, really. Wilt Chamberlain averaged a lot, but Shaq just has been like an icon throughout basketball, and I feel like he deserved to be pretty high on this list. And Wilt also, I think, I mean, he had that 100-point game. He averaged 30 points, 22.9 rebounds, four assists, and he had two championships. But another thing about Shaq is he had four titles. And a big thing about a player is success, like Michael Jordan. Success is unmatched. Oh, not Bill Russell, too. But Then moving on. Five is Kobe. Four is Bill Russell. Three, Kareem. Two, LeBron. And one, Michael Jordan. And I know people like to compare LeBron, Michael Jordan. 
But something you have to see is Michael Jordan has the 6-0 in the finals, and he was the finals MVP every single time. And LeBron is 3-6 and six in the finals. He's made it to the finals 19th, and some of Michael Jordan's teams have been better. But he is so consistent, never, never lost in the finals. And he was the finals MVP every single time he was there. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with you there. It's just there's a there is a second point to that argument of did is LeBron James, you know, even though he didn't finish it six times, maybe like obviously that year, um is it was it seventeen where he, he brought the Cavs. Like yeah. it was his the final year. year. He Kyrie brought left, them. Right? Yeah. After Kyrie left, he brought them to the finals. And you know, you had that whole JR incident in game one. And they lost, mm. um, but you, I feel like that was that that was LeBron's team. That was no one else's team. That wasn't Pippen and Jordan or LeBron, D Wade, and Bosh. That was only LeBron, and yeah. that's where I feel like definitely some of those games. Maybe his first final appearance uh, with the Cavs again when he was a very young LeBron. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just think he brought his team sometimes where and he just wasn't able to support, finish it all by himself. But I still think there are two good sides to that argument. Yeah. Right. Who did the uh, Cavs play? Didn't they play Boston, right? Did they play Boston in the championship? What year? The first LeBron's Yeah, first the first one. one. Yeah, the, the first, first one. one? I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> probably. I'm going to yeah. trust your word on that one. All right, so this is my top ten. Um, I have same place where – same place where Mateo started? Uh, no, they were swept by the Spurs in 2007. Swept All by right. the Spurs. All right, there you go. There you go. Okay. All right, so back to my top ten. Steph Curry, you know, same as Mateo. I think, you know, he is just, uh, you know, he's coming back from – he was coming back from an injury. Uh, this is not the greatest year for the Warriors, but his numbers are undeniable. 23 uh, points per game, six assists for rebounds, but it's not necessarily all about that. Some of the plays he made, he was on a great dynasty again, three championships, but I think he deserves that uh, number 10 spot. And he's still a current player, so that's why I like to put him in there. I like to see players who are still playing in an all-time list. A uh, quick number question, Paul. Would yes. you say Steph Curry is the greatest three-point shooter of all time? Yeah, I think the game's gonna evolve. Obviously, as it is evolving, like, like my I when I talked to my dad about this, I was reading him the list, and mm-hmm. um, we're talking, and he was like, "No one used to shoot threes from, you know, half like almost like from the tip of the logo, like casually, like Damian Lillard's buzzer beater last year against OKC. That's yeah, not that a, was... that's that's not a normal shot, and I think that will evolve to be." Like, people are just – that's all – that's what they're going to practice, and that wasn't the norm. So, I think right now he yeah. is, but I think there will definitely be someone, you know, maybe sooner or later. Yeah, so as, of, as of now, he's third all-time in three-point field goals made with 2,495. And he's got, he's got quite a bit to go to catch Ray Allen. He's closing on Reggie Miller, who's number two, who's got – uh, 2,560, but Ray Allen has got a pretty good cushion at 2,973. And I don't know. Do you think he'll catch that? Yep. All right. Um, you know, my number nine is Tim Duncan. 
Um, me, once again, me and my dad were going through this list, and he said at the beginning of Tim Duncan's career, you know, he was just all play. He wasn't this egotistic guy. He just loved to play. I, you know, I watched some clips back of him. Great player. He deserves that number nine spot. And here's where we come at a roadblock. Uh, Mateo, I have Bill Russell at eight, but I also have Oscar Robinson. And so Oscar Robinson, uh, he's a great player. And, you know, the thing is, Bill Russell, 11 championships, you can't top that. But there were only eight teams in the league at that time. And, you know, he wasn't playing against these Shaquille O'Neal's, Kobe Bryant's, LeBron James. Do you think that, uh, like, Bill Russell, even though 11 championships, say in, in like, 20 to 30 years, will he still be on this list? Bill Russell is – you can't take anything away from Bill. I mean, there were only eight teams, but you cannot tie Bill Russell with Oscar Robinson and put him at number eight. You just – how can you do that? This – the one – the one finals appearance he had. He had 12 finals appearance, 11 championships. The one time he lost in the deciding game, he had 40 rebounds. Hey, uh, yeah, and Oscar Robinson only had that one championship. That is unheard of. Name who else has ever come close to 40 rebounds. How many – I mean, but yeah, that's the thing. That's my argument. He was playing against, like, just normal people. He wasn't playing against studs. People – he was – he was some, what, what was he, 6'10", something like that? He was 6'10". But it's not like he's playing against terrible players. Like, Wilt Chamberlain was playing then, too. He was playing against Will Chamberlain in that time. And also, Will Chamberlain also had 55 rebounds in one game, too. But Well, that's – yeah. All right. So, number seven is Shaq. No names. Ah, yeah, all right. Number seven is Shaq. Number six is Kobe. You know, I think they go little hand-in-hand hand on both of our list. Um, you know, but we when we were talking about it, we think Kobe, you know, edges Shaq. Five championships, Shaq has four. You know, Kobe, 25 points per game. Shaq, 24. Uh, yeah. So, my number five, this is my true tie. Wilt Chamberlain and Larry Bird, like Mateo said. Um, Wilt Chamberlain had that 100-point game. You know, Larry Bird is just a great. My number four is Magic Johnson. That's uh, too high. It's way too high. I think Magic Johnson is one of the best point guards to ever play the game of basketball. He yeah, is the so, best point guard. Yeah, he is. Yeah, correction. He is the best point guard to ever play the game. But look at the people he's putting behind Michael Jordan. Like Bill Russell, I mean, behind Magic Johnson. Like, come on. Once again, Mateo, Bill Russell was playing against, like, Will Chamberlain. Everyone, no, okay. all the greats in the 60s. Oh, my God. Every great from the 60s, that's who Bill Russell was playing against. No, I just I do, if you say it's just I think that's ridiculous. Bill Russell, you know, okay, he's a great player, but okay. I, he's Here, not he's not one of the best. He's not a top five player in of the best players from the sixties. Okay, there was okay. Will Chamberlain, there was Oscar Robinson, Jerry West, and Bill Russell were the best players then. Those are all great players. He's he's mm-hmm. the Logo of the league. All right. Well, that's that's my decision. Number three, uh, three, two, one. I think 
that will be there for a while. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James, and Martin. You know, I think what we're talking about, you know, James' nine appearances, three championships. But, you know, James has been a leader, so. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to hop into, that's our opinion. Matthew, would you agree with those top ten-ish? Who would you agree with? Me? I mean, I I still think Magic Johnson is better than Oscar Robertson. I mean, this guy, he was playing, right, from 1960 to 1973, right? And the mm-hmm. average height of that um, of that time span yeah. is about 6'5 to 6'6. Six, six. That's the average height of a basketball player. Oscar yeah. Robertson height. Let me see. And Bill Russell. Right Bill here. Russell – Bill Russell was 6'10". Oscar Robinson, I don't know. How we have all agreed that Magic Johnson is better than Oscar Robinson. No one has Oscar Robinson higher. Oh, he's wait, so, no, I think sorry. He's about sorry, Bill. Bill Russell. Bill yeah, Russell. Bill Russell. Bill. Sorry, my bad. My bad. But, You're yeah. Good. Yeah. Bill Russell, 6'10". Right. Yeah. Average 6'5", yeah. yeah. And now the average is 6'7", so, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. I'm seeing a lot now, though, is shooting guards are all, like, 6'7 now. Like the Doncic, mm-hmm. It helps. All right, Mateo, you want to bring it into the best NBA dynasties? All right, so this was this was tough. I mean, I did top six just because I didn't feel like giving Kobe and Shaq an honorable mention. I just wanted them on my list. So my honorable mention will go to the 70s Knicks. They won two in a row and were in three. <laughs> That's my honorable mention. And I like the Knicks. Yeah. So, number six <laughs> on my list was the Kobe and Shaq Lakers, three championships and four finals. I mean, they were just pretty much controlled the NBA in a way. Right. And now this one, the big three heat is number five. They only have two rings and four finals. And compared to the other people on these lists, it's not, it's not, it's not like right with them, but the big and they did were and they did with uh, three guys too, and yeah. they couldn't like compare to two guys or Michael Jordan. There you go. But like what they they were so I feel like iconic for the time, and I still feel like they were a very great team, even though yeah I think this is just LeBron not closing out the finals again. I mean, just a little well, bit of uh, repetition for LeBron. Us being <laughs> us being alive for that also helps. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you, if you were alive, yeah, if you're alive, you're alive for different things, you cherish those moments more. So, but I, I see your point. All right. So number four was the '80s Lakers. You know, Magic Johnson, Kareem. They were in eight finals, had five rings. I mean, if you have that many championships, you got to be on this list. They were. A great, great team. Yeah. Best Lakers team of all time because they're the highest Lakers team on this list. And I just feel like Magic Johnson, Kareem on the same team is a lot to handle. All right. All right. So th- number three on my list is some people could argue this is number one, but it's the Bill Russell Celtics with 11 rings and 12 finals. But what my the reason they are not number one on this list is because there were only eight teams. And I feel like if there were only eight teams in the league, it, it pretty much makes it a lot easier to win the finals. 
Well, it it doesn't pretty much. It does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like the XFL right now. I think how how many of our teams are, you know, the PLL. You have a much better chance of winning than a huge uh, league. All right. So number two on my list is the Tim Duncan Spurs with Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and Coach Greg Popovich. And I feel like number four, three, and two, they could all change. Even maybe. Maybe even the number one could change because, I mean, the Lakers had five rings in eight finals. The Tim Duncan Spurs, five rings in six finals. But I feel like, once again, there were so – there was, like – they were playing against the big three, LeBron, and they were playing against all those teams. So, that's why yeah. I put them higher up on the list. And then the number one dynasty of all time in the NBA, in my opinion, is – I think everyone should agree with me, is the Michael Jordan Bulls. Well, it's, it's probably – it's probably Jordan and Pippen, right, on the Bulls? It's Michael Jordan. Come on. I mean, you what, like – Pippen was there. Dennis Rodman was there. But yeah. if you were to look at that team, it's Michael Jordan's team. Yeah, of course. But yeah, 100%. Like, it's Michael Jordan's team. The, but he had some backup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like you have to consider that the Michael Jordan Bulls, 6-0 and in the finals, and they are just great. They were – I feel like – if they were not there, the 90s Knicks would be on this list. Uh-huh. Okay? If they All were right. there, they were just always in the Knicks way. All right. You go, Paul. So, my top five, uh, I have two honorable mentions. My honorable mentions, I know this is going to be tough, but I gave it to the Heat, the big three Heat, and the Warriors, Golden State. Um, yeah, the reason I don't think they're on this list, Mateo, is because, you know, only two rings, yes, four finals, but you have – like Matthew said, you have Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James. And if you can't finish, you know, three championships, hey, I don't want you on my list. I want you on my honorable mentions. Wow, it's cold, Paul. All right, so number five, I have Kobe and Shaq Lakers. You know, I agree with Mateo. I just swiped the big three heat out of there. Number four, some could argue uh, he could be number th- – it could be number three – I don't know how you could argue it'd be number one, but Bill Russell and the Celtics are my number four spot once again because eleven, like eleven championships in twelve um, years, just seems like something's not right. If it was like, if it was like like seven and twelve and they'd lost, but like eleven and twelve is just like you're. It's clear. It's like not. It's, one, it wouldn't be interesting. And two, it's not necessarily a dynasty. It's kind of just like a kingdom. And you're yeah. just like, you're the best team, you know, until Bill Russell retires. The 80s Lakers are my number three spot. You know, yeah, uh, I got to give it to them. Five rings in eight finals, you know, like Mateo said. that That's pretty unstoppable. Tim Duncan and the Spurs is my number two. And, you know, same kind of reasons. They were going up against, you know, such great teams. And Greg Popovich is the greatest coach ever. Uh, you can't change my mind. And the Michael Jordan the Bulls, I'd agree. The is Jeff Van Gundy. No, it's <laughs> – no, 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 no. If you've it's, ever watched the Knicks Easter Conference Finals against the Heat, when Jeff Van Gundy started – Grabbing onto Alonzo Morning's legs. You I can mean, he's <laughs> better than Jeff Van Gundy. He is the best coach of all time. 
I have Greg Popovich. And then my number one is, you know, kind of the Jordan and Pippen, you know, kind of that duo is, I think, you know, once six and six. So I think that is the greatest. Mm. But I just, I don't think it's all Michael Jordan. You know, it is Michael Jordan, but it's not all Michael Jordan. It's like the landing on the moon. It's not one person. It's all. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Perfect analogy right there. That was beautiful. All right. Our last NBA segment. I'll lead us off on this one. So my top five moments. And so I have not seen all of these. I've actually only witnessed. Actually, I think I've witnessed zero. But I've, you know, watched a lot of NBA, watched a lot of, you know, reruns. So my number five is Ray Allen's buzzer beater against uh, the Spurs. You know, that that was a huge game. You know, that is the reason the Heat have two uh, the big three Heat have two championships. And, like, once again, it's not even the big three. When you also have Ray Allen up there, it's it's crazy. You know, so they have such a good team. But my number four is Tracy McGrady's 12 points in 35 seconds. You know, Tracy McGrady, when he was on the Rockets, um, you know, they were Yow down by 11, I believe. Didn't Yao score nine of the points? Isn't this a Yao and Tracy McGrady thing? No, this is a Tracy McGrady. Yeah, I think game. it was only Tracy. It's only Tracy McGrady. He was he got one, he got a three pointer and and one. You know he he made I think like three. It was it was something ridiculous. But twelve points in thirty five seconds is ridiculous. And then Reggie Miller's there to top that on my number three spot with eight points in nine seconds in the playoff games against the New York Knicks. No one wanted to guard him. Especially just to make Mattel mad. That's why I put that as my number three. Yeah. And I think Pacers you know, guy, right? The Pacers? Yeah, yeah. The guy who uh to uh, Spike Lee. Yeah. To the choking thing. Number two um is Michael Jordan's the shot. Uh in quotation marks said that because it's that's the famous name against the Cavs in the playoffs. It was a buzzer beater, you know, kind of double clutched it and my dad tells me about that. He was living in Cleveland at that time. That must be tough to beat them. Well, and, um, you know, um, yeah, my uh, number one has got to be Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. I mean, that's crazy. I think as, that literally might be the only one because as the game evolves, people are passing and, you know, things like that. So you reach less and less. But I think that's my number one spot. I have honor. I have one honorable mention: Damian Lillard's two daggers, um, both playoffs against the Rockets and o- and OKC. So, you know, Damian Lillard is such a fun player, and he he steps up. So that's my honorable mention. All right, Mattel. So I don't know how you left this off your list, but so I'll just paint you a picture. Okay, you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's Game Seven. Um. You're at home in Toronto at Kawhi Leonard, you know, into the corner, shoots a three, and it hits in, like rim. In the back. face of Joel Embiid. Oh, in the in face the of face Joel Embiid. Rim, backboard, rim. It's taken like a million years for this ball to drop. <laughs> and Kawhi's just sitting there like squatting. And then yeah. it just drops and everyone's going crazy like, that's sick. So I guys. Uh, I, I know you guys can't see this right now, but, but we're on a Zoom FaceTime call. Mateo literally just recreated the shot, which was amazing. 
Mm-hmm. I wish you guys could have saw, seen that. That's on like, my top five list. List Mateo's reenactment of Kawhi's shot. That's on my top five list right there. Yeah, like forget his shot. That is <laughs> that is one of the greatest NBA moments of all time. All right, I agree with Moving you. Moving on. Moving on shot. to number four. It's the Ray Allen buzzer beater. They were uh, in, down by three points in game six against the Spurs. You know, he goes to the corner, shoots a three, and going to overtime, they win the game. That was crazy. Moving on, number three. Kobe, 60-point final game. It's pretty great. I mean. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Greatness. And, yeah, it's, yeah. Greatness having a great ending. So that's that was amazing. Number two. Not many people know about this game, but I do. Bill <laughs> Russell's thirty point forty rebound game. Like if you can get forty rebounds in a game, you're doing something right. It's just great. Um if also if you're um just luckily six ten when everyone else is yeah, six six. six. <laughs> playing against Will Chamberlain. No, I <laughs> Um, all right, and then Wilt's 100-point game is my number one. That's yeah. untoppable. Yeah. My all right. Something's yeah. crazy got to happen to top that. Yeah. All right, moving on to our MLB top players. We're just talking about this because I'm being – Sorry, 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 sorry. Before we before we get into this, I just noticed that our very own Paul Stallone is wearing an Astros T-shirt. An Astros T-shirt. Oh. Paul. Ah. Paul, what's going on here? One second. Please. He just he took <laughs> off the shirt. <laughs> um, it's my rec baseball team. Ah, ah, so, ah okay. Just a shirt. Okay. I, you know what? I might burn it now. I totally of forgot. Course. But this is another announcement. Not one Astro player will be named on this oh, list. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's I don't know. I it totally went through my head. But yeah, that's crazy. All right, Mateo. Uh, do your actually. Well, I'll I'll start with uh. Yes. Yeah, start with your start with your top five current outfielders. All right, so my top five current outfielders. Number five, uh, we go Ronald Acuna. You know, a great player. You know, I think he deserves this list. I think he'll he's going to be better. And I think, honestly, this is the best list out of all. I have pitchers, infielders, and um, outfielders. I think this is the most stacked list out of everyone. I mean, every so good right now. Yeah, every player on this list you know, could be in MVP contention. All right. So, number four, Mookie Betts on the Dodgers now. So, hopefully we get to see him. But, you know, another, you know, just a great outfielder who, you know, probably shouldn't be four on this list. But, I mean, the three – I mean, the three above him uh, I think are better. So, number three is Christian Yelich, who, you know, definitely was an MVP contender last year. You know, great player, Milwaukee Brewers. I think you, you froze know. out there, Paul. Sorry? I think you froze out there. I couldn't hear what you said. Oh, yeah, but uh, I'm, it's recording, so it's good. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sorry. Christian Yelich is, um, you know, my t- number three. Number two is Cody Bellinger. You know, as much as I want to put this guy on number one, I think he's a great player. But, you know, love to see him. The other, the other uh, place in LA belongs to number one, Mike Trout. 
Jersey. You can't beat Mike Trout. And when you yeah, go, you can't beat Mike Trout. when you do your out number, uh, when Mattel does his all-time um, outfielders, I'm going to talk about Mike Trout's stats more because I honestly think he might deserve to be on that list. But that's my top five outfielders and, and current. I just want to this is how deep the outfield in the MLB right now is. This is a list without Juan Soto, without Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, yeah. And that – in this, we're going to classify Cattell Marte as a infielder, even though he really plays center field. But just go with it, everyone. All right. And I, he is, I got a he question. is an infielder, though. I yeah, got a question. Matthew. So, if Yelich didn't get injured, do you think he would have won the MVP award? No, I don't. I just yeah, – I think he's – me neither. I think he was that second guy, though, without a doubt. You know, yeah. if, you know, if the opposite would have happened, I think we could have seen that. But, mm-hmm. no, Yelich would have stayed. That didn't affect him, I think. You know, you saw how good Yelich was, and so you got enough of him even. It's not like he was hurt early in the year or anything. So it really just hurt their playoff contentions. So now I'll go to the top five outfielders of all time. All right, so, I mean, this is a pretty difficult list to make. There's been so many great outfielders. So I'm going to do my honorable mentions first. All right, so I give Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, Ricky Henderson and Ken Griffey Jr. are my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. All right. And then so moving on, so number five is Hank Aaron, who in my opinion is the true home run king. Yeah, I give him that. Yeah, and then so then we've got number four, Ty Cobb, uh, who has a career three sixty six batting average. I mean, when you look through just everyone, you you can't like that's insane. Then you've got Willie Mays at number three, who people could say he, he could be like with the honorable mention, so people would say, but I'm giving him the number three spot on this list just because of how great of a fielder he was. He was just one of the best. And number two, I know Barry Bonds, I'm putting him at two, even though she's some, some people, you know, he's yeah. a PED guy, but just for what he did, I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's crazy. deserving of number two. And now, I mean, I if you don't know who's coming at number one, then I, have, I don't think you've ever watched baseball. Number one is Babe Ruth, best outfielder of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to classify him as a pitcher, you can. But he mm-hmm. was really an outfielder when he was known on the Yankees. Yeah. So I'm going to give that to him. All right. I'd agree with that list. You know, I think Babe Ruth is definitely – you you got to give it to him, but, yeah. you know. All right, so that's current outfielders, but I just want to talk about one thing. Mike Trout's stats, I think, deserve to be on this list. Oh, yeah. He's played four – He's played – yeah, you go, Mateo. All right, all of our all-time lists are not including uh, current players. Just putting that out there. All right, and so my – so I just want to read down his stats. He is – uh, 1,199 uh, career games. And in those games, he's had 903 runs, 1,324 hits, 752 RBIs, 803 walks, and 285 home runs. I mean, like, that's crazy. And this guy's still young. Like, he still and has plenty, plenty, plenty yeah. years to come. 4,340 at-bats. Who doesn't love people from New Jersey? Honestly. Yeah, Jersey kid. So that's crazy though. I think, you know, 
he he definitely will be up there, and he's still playing, like Matthew said. Mm-hmm. So I I can't wait to see what like when he retires, what these numbers are going to be like. All right, moving on to hey. top ten current infielders, Paul. Yeah, so I did top ten because there are a lot of infielders. Uh, obviously positions in the league. And so I only put one second baseman. And when I was looking through the list of second baseman, there's not that much power. And the second baseman I have on this list is also an outfielder. You know, he does tell Marte is number seven. He does play second base uh, outfield, but he also plays second base. And I think, you know, he's a really good player. So he deserves this list. But at number 10, we have Francisco. We're not Jose no, we're not. I, he is, yeah. he is, I wouldn't put him on if he was clean. Nor Alex Bregman, yeah, who I think probably would be on this yeah, list they would be on if he was clean. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, who am I kidding? They'd be on the list. All right, so number ten is Francisco Lindor. Um, you know, Cleveland Indian, great shortstop. Um, you know, he's a really good player. You know, I think he he wants to, to work. He had some great of uh, like when the Indians were in a playoff run. He, I think he really shined. So. I think he's definitely – he was definitely the best shortstop, and now, you know, he's a little far back, but still a great player. Is that – it was fake. He's Is that not fake, that he's going to the Dodgers? That That's real, right, or is it fake? Francisco Lindor is not going to the Dodgers. There we go. Thank God. I thought it was – it's Mookie Betts is going to the Dodgers, right? They have yeah. Corey Seager. He's been hurt for like – Yeah, years, that's but. what I was saying. Yeah. I saw it on Instagram, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that team's going to be insane. Uh-huh. All right, so number nine on my list is the one catcher, JT Realmuto, if I'm Realmuto. Um, the best catcher in the league, and I think he – a catcher – you know, I think one catcher deserves to be on this, so I put the best one on the league at number so, nine. The best arm as a catcher, he's, he can run, and, he's, yeah. and he can hit. He, he does everything as a catcher. But he is a Philly, so that that pushes him back a yeah. little bit. But all right, number eight on my list is Matt Chapman. Um, you know, great player on the A's, great third baseman. Uh, you know, he's younger, so I think we'll see him more up on this list. And you know, great player, Matt he Chapman. Figures, and he's a great fielder. He's one of the best fielders as a third baseman. Like as we've seen, third baseman fielding. Like, between Nolan Arenado and Matt Chapman, it's just insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Chapman, if if anyone knows uh, – if anyone who knows who he is tightly or if he hears us somehow, you know, we'd love yeah, to have yeah, him yeah. on the hey. podcast, man. Yeah. Of course, so, you'd have to wait in the line because we have a lot of people trying to get on our podcast. We but do. I, I'm sure he'd make yeah. the cut. Bill yeah. Belichick and Tom Brady actually just called, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Number six. Or no, I'm at number seven. Uh, Cattell Marte, you know, talked about him a little bit. He's a great second baseman. But the second base, uh, you know, that that list of second basemen, I don't think that's probably the weakest position in the MLB right now. Yeah, I mean, um, so normally Robbie Cano would be there, but he's having some down years. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, on these lists, outfielder, infielders, I feel like honorable mentions could go to Jeff McNeil or Jeff McNeil maybe could be on this list, but he doesn't really have a position. Plays everywhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, another Met, but <laughs> um, number six, Anthony Rendon. Uh, 
who just got traded to the Angels. So you have Trout and him. Oh, I thought a uh, free agent got signed to the Angels. I'm sorry. But, yeah, so another great player. Um, I get to root for him a little more now because he's on the Angels and not the Nationals. And number five, you know, you have to do it. I don't – best hitter in the league, almost best first baseman, Pete Alonzo, number five. Polar and he's just mm-hmm. – yeah, Polo Bears, he's just getting young. I mean, he's just getting started. He's so young. So, hopefully he'll pass number three on this list. But before we get to number three, we have to do number four. Trevor Story. Um, Hold on. So, he's not oh, my – Stop, stop, stop. No, no. Don't bang Are you me. Francisco Lindor at 10? But Trevor Story at four. Francisco Lindor is a better shortstop than Trevor Story. I disagree with that. You definitely think Trevor Story is overrated, don't you? Yes, it's overrated. One, I think he's a good fielder. You can't take that away from him. He also plays at Coors Field. Yeah, yeah. Colorado got Colorado the air altitude player. thing. Yeah. Balls fly everywhere. Yeah. Also, not taking anything away from Nolan Arenado, he plays at Coors Field too. But he's proven. He's, great. Yeah. And I'm not saying Trevor Story. I could see him on this list, but not at four. Well, he's four. And I actually looked on the MLB. He's their best. He says he's the best at his position. So mm-hmm. he's, he's the second shortstop on my list. Uh, at number three is best uh, first baseman, in my opinion, you know, at the position, uh, Freddie Freeman. I think Pete Alonso can top him of, in a couple years maybe, but Freddie Freeman is – really good right now. It was hard to put him over Pete Alonzo, but I think it had to be done. Number two, uh, he plays at Coors Field, so he's probably 100% overrated. But Nolan Arenado is number Nolan two Arenado. on my list. Such a good he's, fielder. Oh my he's God. a stud. Yeah, he's, he's, a stud. He's, a great, he's a great fielder, good hitter too. So he definitely deserves number two on the list, number one, and in third basements. Number one on this list, Javier Baez, great. So the, the, uh, we've already actually said this. In Yeah, he's the El most Mondo. fun player to watch. He's the best player to watch in the MLB. Uh, we said that a few podcasts ago. We talked about him a lot. But, yeah, he's a great player. All right, Mateo. So, I think now moving to the top infielders of all time. All right. So, at we five, we've got Jackie Robinson. Yep. Four, Jimmy Fox. And now, number three, I'm putting Pete Rose because he's best hitter, best, like, most hits all time. So you got to put him there. Number two, Lou Gehrig. And number one, Honus Wagner. I mean, everyone knows Honus Wagner is the best infielder of all time. He's just great. Yeah. I'm actually doing a report on Jackie Robinson for history class, so I'll get to know a lot more about him. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I already he, – he is actually – You Jeter up there. Do you think Jeter deserves a spot on that list? There is a very good reason Derek Jeter is not on this list, and it's because he's not one of the top five infielders of all time. <laughs> he's up there, uh, though. You gotta he is up, up there. there. Top ten? In your eyes, you think he's top ten? I'd give him top ten, maybe, you know, nine or ten. I'm also a little biased against the Yankees, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but Jackie Robinson led the league in steals. Um, I know that in double plays. I know that he uh, – was in six All-Star games and was, I believe, he wanted he won one World Series, and I think he was in six. And if it wasn't for the Yankees, he would probably have six. 
But the Yankees mm. beat them five times. There we go. I believe, or at least once. They beat them a lot. All right, Mateo. So to finish off this top five of – I'm going to do pitchers. My top five pitchers currently – Mateo, give me some help on number five because I know I'm going to mispronounce his name. Hoi Jin Ryu. I don't know how to say his name. All right. Hyun Jin Ryu. Um, yeah. yeah, great player. Um, he was on the Dodgers, and now he's on the uh, Blue Jays. Um, yeah, I think he deserves number five. I think he had a sub to um, ERA for a lot of last year. He kind of fell off towards the end of the year. Yep, but if he, if he didn't fall off, he was going to beat Jake for Cy Young, which thank God he didn't. Yep. Yeah. Number four, uh, Max Scherzer. He's another great pitcher. Uh, what? Why did I say that? What did I even say there? He's a great pitcher. Excuse me. And um, yeah, he's got some. He throws some nasty stuff. Uh, he's a he's a good great pitcher. Number three, I don't want to do this, but since he doesn't really hit, I think you have to give it to him. Justin Verlander is a great pitcher. I know, but like I'm. He is – he would be number three, but now there's no one in number three because he's an Astro. But, you know, yeah, but he's – He's not stealing signs. Yeah. He's a really good pitcher. Yeah. He's still probably involved in it a little, you know, but – I don't think he'd be the type of guy to do that, though. I think Justin Verlander is the type of guy to put his head down, get in, get out, do your job type of guy. I don't think he'd yeah. be a but part did you, of that. Did you expect Jose Altuve? He was great on the Tigers. Yeah, but did you expect Jose Altuve to do do that? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good point. I feel I, like I Jose wouldn't. Altuve was such just a work hard kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he, you know, even though that's why they being, got away with it for so long for being smaller. You know, he just yeah, yeah. Could do the job. But see, that's why you never know. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, I have one and two are the Cy Young winners. Unfortunately, he is now a Yankee. Garrett Cole is my number two. And number one is Jacob DeGrom. If you think Garrett Cole is better than Jacob DeGrom, honestly, that's insane. And I've Jacob seen DeGrom, so many, like, so many, like, respected reporters and stuff are saying Garrett Cole is better than Jacob DeGrom. Back-to-back like, back Cyongs. talking about? Back-to-back Cyongs, that's all. He's the best pitcher in the MLB. And that's a fact. Year, Matthew, if the MLB happens, I pray to God it will. The Mets are going to give Jacob DeGrom all the runs to support he ever needs, and it's going to be, like, 20-something mm-hmm. or 30 free wins. <laughs> Matthew, mm-hmm. who do you They're think is So, if you take out playoffs out of it, you just go down to stats, I think, of course, Noah, Noah Syndergaard – or Jacob DeGrom, sorry. Jacob DeGrom yeah. is 100% better than Garrett Cole. But since Garrett Cole did what he did in the playoffs, he took down the Yankees. He took uh, – he tried to take down um, the um, Nationals. Nationals. Um, but – he did his part, and I think playoffs, Garrett Cole's better than uh, Jacob DeGrom. All right. That's uh, that's my list. Hey, this year when the Where's Mets uh, World Series? Kershaw? So, Kershaw was actually – I was going to think – Kershaw was going to be on that list instead of Hyunjin Ru, but I think – Above three ERA. Yeah, didn't have a great year. I yeah. think – you know, for pitchers who still pitch, I think 
Like not in years in the past ten years, he's obviously one of the best. He's one of the best pitchers in the last ten years, last decade. But mm. this year, I don't. Maybe like hopefully this year will be his comeback year. But right now, he's not on that list. Yeah. And then, all right. all right, so moving on to top pitchers of all time. So, first I'm going to do my honorable mentions. We've got Nolan Ryan, Pedro Martinez, Roger Clemens, and Bob Gibson. All right. And I think Bob Gibson could very well be on this list, but he's not. So, number five is Tom Seaver. It's a great. I mean, yep. then there's – Greg Maddox, who you could debate shouldn't even be on the list at all. Has a 3.6 DRA. Career, but when you look yeah. at the four-time Cy Young winner. Yeah, see, but that's the thing. You know, I think you could – this is a great argue. You know, I love reading, like, articles about this, you know, because it's so, so lop- – it's so, like, different. You know, people think, yeah, this guy's great. But also, he couldn't get it done, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, or was it? It was either three or four, but I think it was. I think he won four Cy Young. Yeah. And then, all right. So moving on to number two, we're gonna put Cy Young. Because I mean, people uh-huh. are literally winning Cy Young awards, so he's got to be there. And then yeah. number one is Randy Johnson. He literally killed a bird when he was pitching, and he was also just great. I mean. She's the best of all time on the mound. I mean, all right. Did you do number three, Mateo? Number three, I did. I said Sandy. Oh, I forgot. Right. Yeah. Number three, Sandy Koufax. It's just Sandy Koufax. Sandy. Yep. Koufax. You know, great pitchers, and it's it's harder to build these lists. You know, Nolan Ryan. What do you think about Nolan Ryan? He's well, honorable yeah. mention. Nolan Ryan. Oh, he's honorable mention. mention. But yeah. you know, when you see like. Yeah, he was great, threw hard for his time. But, like, we see so many pitchers throwing as hard Mm -hmm. as he did back then. And you could say he was ahead of his time, and you could give him props for that. When you look at his ERA, it's not with the other guys. Or Cy Young's is Greg Maddox. Yeah. All right. So, a couple last segments here. Uh, my best, so I did best MLB dynasties and Mateo did best MLB moments. And so I think, you know, I made a top five list and I didn't want to be on this topic for that long because I think the Yankees, if I did a top 10 list would be five games. So I put three Yankee teams at one and then I had to put, you know, because I didn't want each team to be at, you know, but I think, you know, I'm going to say five different teams here, but all the three Yankee teams I'm going to say at one, I think are all better than every, you know, dynasty. So number five dynasty, in my opinion, is the 1914 to 1918 Red Sox going way back. Babe Ruth pitching, you know, three World Series wins. And that was when Babe Ruth was a pitcher. So that was crazy. Uh, Great dynasty, you know, three – Three World Series and four, uh, in yeah. So I think that's great. Number four, I think you know I was alive for this. I witnessed this, so I think it's even better. Number um, four is 2010, 2014 Giants. They uh, the Giants, the California. What city are they? Um, San Francisco. Thank you for getting on the name. 
Um, the Giants, they won three championships. You know, you have Buster Posey, Madison Bumgarner, and Pablo Sandoval, who signed a, uh, my own baseball when I was at a Red Sox game. Uh, he, he flipped it back to me, and he signed it. You know, my the greatest player of all time. He is that a guy's a stud. Um, he, he actually had the game-winning catch, and I remember that. That was amazing. Um, number three, the 1942 to 1946 Cardinals, they also won three World Series. Don't know much about this team, but they sounded like a powerhouse. So, And right before the, my number two spot is right before Babe Ruth and the Red Sox from 1910 to 1914. The A's? Yeah. I think they're in the 70s, not then. They were good. They're actually good. In, uh, you know, I looked up, did some research. Apparently, this was the best team they've had. So, 19 – all right, so this is my number one, really, one I mean, through three. But Just to shorten it, it's just Yankees and everyone else. All right, I mean, all right. These are the oh, best three Yankee teams, 1935 to 1939 Yankees, World Series, the 1996 to 2000 Yankees, uh, who have won four World Series. That was Jeter, you know. That was that was Jeter, Tino, Scott Brocious. Uh, you got Paul. I mean, it's like also Lerner. It's just yeah. Nah, <laughs> but it's just it's crazy. It's just yeah. in two thousand and one. That was that was a brutal. That was a um. I think it was Diamondbacks Yankees, and we lost on a walk off on Game Seven. It was just. I think we should have had that one too. But, you know, so, Yeah, I think that's, in my opinion, because it's Jeter and, you know, in our time, I think that was the greatest team ever. But you got to give it to a team who won five World Series in five years, the 1949 and 1953 Yankees. Up there, yeah. I mean, who that, was that the Mickey Mantle team? I believe so. Was but, 1935 or 1949 Murderers Row? Not. 1949 to 1953. All right, yeah. Yeah. So, Roger Maris, too. That's my, that's my uh, top eight, I guess you could say, dynasties. But, Mateo, you want to go with best MLB moments? Before, before Mateo starts, before Mateo starts, I have a moment, right? Mateo is a Yankee hater, everyone, just so you know that. Mateo hates the Yankees with his guts. So, I'm putting right now, number one, you have Aaron Boone's um, – home run to send the Yankees to the World Series. That is my number one. Because you have – it was against the Red Sox. You have decades and decades of rivalry. I, right. And for Joe Torre to call in a pinch hitter at that type of moment in that type of game is just outstanding. Outstanding move. That's your number That's your number. That's one my number one. All right. Well, going to the official list. <laughs> I mean, best MLB moments, it's like – kind of hard because it's like longest league ever but whatever so number five and a lot of these are gonna uh this is the most recent one but jose bautista's bat flip uh home run in the alds so it was iconic tied tied with the rangers bottom of the seventh and it wasn't even to win it but the people went crazy it was yeah game five I mean, it was to win it, though. It was like, yeah, when when, when he hit that home run and, you know, probably shaking. 
like everyone it was like in those movies when like the rumble and everyone just turned and looked and they knew they knew that game was yeah. over so that's why i, I, I love that moment too all right number four this is very arguable it's not really a great moment but i thought it should be there randy johnson hits mm-hmm. a bird with his baseball if you watch the video when he throws you see this little white speck like coming in and it just explodes into feathers all right, yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty amazing moment, but I would personally switch that with Jeter and his flip play. I thought that was oh, an against, amazing against play. against the yeah. Oakland A's, yeah. I mean, that a, obviously, that's an amazing play, but that, yeah. I think that would be number four on my list. Yeah. Right. Number three is the Willie Mays catch. You know, yeah. great catch, bucket catch. Yeah, you know, can't, it was an amazing catch. Can't really, maybe, uh, maybe if we had a, if we were videoing this podcast, so it could show us, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right, number two. Number two. It's a little biased. Not gonna lie, it's a little biased, but it was a great moment. So, game six of the NLCS. It's Mets Red Sox. You know, I don't know why the Red, the Red Sox were in the National League, right? And no, this was the World Series. What am I talking about? This is the World Series, 1986 World Series. Game six, the Mets were the best team all year, right? 110 wins. And then, like, they're going to lose. But they're making this comeback. They're in extra innings, and they're about to lose. Mookie Wilson hits a little dribbler down to Bill Buckner. And it just goes through his legs. It would have been the final out of the World Series. But the Mets end up going on to win the game and winning the World Series. And then the thing is, it's a Mets play, so it's great. And Mets fans are the best fans, so everyone went crazy, and it was great. How about the uh, How about the it gets by Lucas Duda play in the? Um... <laughs> it didn't get by Lucas. Duda. Oh my goodness! That was a good one. That, um, that was heartbreaking. My Met moment. I would switch that with um, maybe Mike Piazza after nine eleven hitting that home run. Met, mm. Mets fans are yeah. the best fans. The, everyone just that was. You know, I watched that and my, my I literally get chills. It was exactly more than Homer. So that that would be my number two. All right. And number one, this is pretty undisputed, I think. Was I know it's a Yankees moment, but when Babe Ruth called a shot, I mean, he literally pointed to where he was gonna hit it, then launched it four hundred something feet to that exact spot. With probably like eleven hot dogs in his stomach, so Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely beast all right all right that's all for us guys thank you guys so much for listening um you know we're we're getting these long podcasts in i think this one was probably our longest one yet this one's around like gonna be 55 minutes yeah it's crazy uh you know we love talking and maybe a time limit would Mm -hmm. be better because we could probably do an nba we probably could have done a separate nba and nfl one but we love talking. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. We'll have an NFL one out, which I think will be longer than both two sections because there's more positions and, you know. So thank you guys so much. Um, you know, with all this, you know, all nurses and doctors working their heart out. So we're just here yeah, to give you a you little, little yeah, yeah. happiness. So we can watch baseball. Yeah, stay home so we can have – more conversations like this, but actually about current sports. Thank you guys for listening.
Happy birthday to Mateo. See you guys next week. Thank you. Woo!